From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplug Roundtable Discussion for the week of November 21st, 2012. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Whirling, Walter Eccles, Sean Thompson, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Dustin West, back on the controls. In this week's show, we're going to tell you our impressions of the new Be Our Guest restaurant inside the new Fantasyland at the Magic Kingdom. Dustin and I will take your phone calls to find out some of your favorite things to do at Walt Disney World for Christmas. All that, plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of The Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome to the show, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving. By the time you guys uh, listen to this, or some of you anyway, it'll be the day before Thanksgiving when this goes up. Right. And uh, can't believe it's Thanksgiving already. I know. This year's gone fast. It's gone. It's done. It's all done but the doing. I mean, so... But, uh, yeah, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Happy, Happy overeating day. Yes. So a couple things in housekeeping. I uh, want to remind everyone about our uh, holiday videos that we've been putting up on our YouTube channel. We've oh, yeah. got a bunch up there. Uh, actually, with this show will be seven, count them, seven versions of this year's Osborne Lights at uh, Hollywood Studios. We did multi-cameras and we got, we did like multi-camera angles and we right. got every, or almost every song. There was, There's a total of nine songs that play in, yeah. the, in the rotation. Two of them I just didn't like the way they came out. So uh, the other seven uh, are going up uh, with this show. Did you find the cat? I was just going to ask that. We didn't have time to find the cat. Yeah. We were I filming mean, every song. We were filming. And by the time we were done standing there, trying to like have people not run into our tripods and all that stuff, we were exhausted. So, it's I mean, actually not that hidden this year. I, I saw, oh, really? I saw somebody posted it on Facebook. And yeah, and it seemed like it was in an obvious place. But yeah. Find still, the cat? Is that yeah, the every purple year cat? Mm-hmm. Every year they hide. It's actually, I think it's pink or is it purple? It's purple. 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 And purple the, cat. They hide it's like a neon lit up cat, and they hide it. Somewhere I mean, this alive. isn't like where's Waldo. It, you just have it's a just couple in a years. Year. It was yeah, it's just last, last year. year it was. Yeah, it was yeah. hard to find last year. We have uh, an overview of uh, Mickey's very merry Christmas party that I thought Dustin did an awesome job with. Thank you. And of course, the Christmas parade is up. Uh, Holiday wishes fireworks. The uh, castle, the new castle projection show, is up. That one's getting a lot of views. Uh, so you can go to our YouTube page. You'll find a link to that on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. Links to that and everything we talk about in the show each week, including the archives of past shows, all that good stuff. So uh, we're going to be also getting up uh, the Candlelight Processional uh, video. will go up um, this weekend. It's going to be recorded on Friday, and we'll have that up this weekend, so you can check back for that. Um also want to push a couple of things. We want to push our Disneyland show uh, starring the lovely and talented Tom Bell. Got to see him this week. That's yeah, nice. he was in town with Tony. Great show, the Disneyland show. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's a great team. Yeah. Get a lot of great information, a lot of great history uh, on Disneyland. And uh, you can subscribe to their show also from our podcast page. 
And also we want to uh, go ahead and give a plug for John's uh, new blog, foodietales.com. Thank you very much. And I uh, got some great stuff up there. I was Thank looking you. at it this morning. You got, you know, a lot of, this is um, not Disney specific. Correct. There's some Disney stuff in there, certainly. But um, this is just he's, uh, people telling stories about the food they're eating locally where they live. We got, you know, folks in Canada and Jersey all over the place. And just talking about the interesting places to eat and the interesting food and experiences they have. Really, it's a, it's a great idea. It's a great blog. You're Thank doing you. a wonderful job with it. Thank I've you. also told one of the stories that I've never been allowed to tell on the Diz. Which story was that? It, you you, have have to go you really can't tell yeah. it? Okay. If you look under Site Index and you look under Arthur and look for Kevin, you'll be able to It's pick about it my trip to see Miss Saigon. Here in Orlando, but it has oh, very little to do with okay. Miss Saigon. Yes, I okay. that one. What I, I like about it, too, is that we're building a really nice uh, list of restaurants yeah. where people can go. Hopefully, it'll become, in the future, it'll become a resource where if people are traveling, they can look up a city or a location and look for these reviews for, for places to look. And I think, you know, we'll take this out if you don't want me to say it, but I think John's always looking for contributors. If you have mm-hmm. a great, uh, you know, a great story to tell about an experience uh, with food or a restaurant, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up. Right. Write to us at content at foodietales.com. And that's F O O D I E T A L E S.com. Is the catfish place down on 192? Correct. It right is. down from our house. Okay. Because I've seen it and I always wondered about that place. I've got to tell you, the, you the blog down. just went up, and one of our longtime listeners and somebody who travels with us quite frequently, Marilee, sent us a picture of her and her family standing out in front of the catfish place in 1988. Wow. Oh, really? yeah, and it hasn't changed. Wow. The front of the catfish place hasn't changed. The inside has a little bit, but and it's expanded, but it's great. It's been it's one of the only restaurants in Central Florida that is uh, featured in the mobile guide. Hmm. It gets four that. stars from the mobile guide. Wow. And it's it's really funny. There's one wall that's actually a deer head protruding from the wall and they paint it to look like he's coming out of the forest it's very disturbing i say this lovingly <laughs> this is this Almost is a, a redneck take. restaurant it is there's hunting and fishing going on and but the food's good and i would tell something that i don't normally say don't order as much as you think you need because you get a huge amount of food the catfish is it whole or fillets you can get a whole or you can get fillets or you can like pick your own kind of like a lobster with the claw that comes down and you can like your own <laughs> pick your I own don't know. i eat scallops and shrimp <laughs> so absolutely go check out foodietales.com uh, and also uh, if you want to get uh, updates from the diz every day in your inbox monday through friday does it go out on the weekends too i, I think it's it every on day weekends, yeah every yeah. day yeah you can sign up on our podcast uh, show notes page Anytime we put a video up, a new blog goes up, any new content comes up on the Diz, you get it right in your email. That email does not get sold anywhere. You don't get any spam from that. You don't get any advertising from that. It's all you get is this. And uh, we are drawing a random winner every month for a shot at the prize, Matron, to the folks that are signed up for it. So it's another chance to win... uh, a gift card or possibly an Adventures by Disney trip for two. It's still in there. Still in there. So um, also the last thing I'm going to push is our Be Our Guest blog. Right. Uh, it's kind of coinciding with this week's show and our segment on Be Our Guest. We've got, uh, we, we, we ordered the entire dinner menu, have pictures and video of everything. 
all up on the blog. That just went up this morning. We're recording this on Tuesday the 20th, and it's exploding. I mean, my God, it's been shared like 600 times already yeah. in the last couple of hours. So um, a lot of interest in it. And we're going to have a full report on the Be Our Guest restaurant coming up in this week's show. Can I just add one quick push? Sure. Our Germany trip is slowly but surely filling up. Adventures by Disney. We are two-thirds of the way there. So if you're interested in going to Germany with us, the pricing on this is really, really good. Two people can go to Germany for what the cost of one person was to go to London and Paris. Wow. Yeah. It's that it's $3,700 a person. That doesn't include your airfare. We're going September 20th through the 28th, and we have a terrific group of people traveling. So if you're interested, Kevin, at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, the seats are filling up. The spaces are filling up, not seats. Okay. Awesome. Anything else for housekeeping? Ooh, John gave me some items that uh, listeners had sent in. So we have, um, we got some goodies from Karen and Paul Upton. We got um, little carrying bags from Harrods. Uh, the gentleman got zipper bags. We got some like travel uh, travel cases, like for toiletry your bags. toiletry. That's it. That's the word I was looking for. Toiletry bags. We got. You some. never have enough toiletry bags. And this is a nice size. I really like. Because I actually yeah. travel with like three of them. I'm like really bad. I'm really bad. We got bad. some sticky toffee dessert. Um, sticky toffee pudding. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my. Yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> there was some tea in the the, um, the box. Demented Harry Potter back. And there. <laughs> we we got a a note from Karen and Paul that said to the team, my husband and I were lucky enough to attend the live show in London. Wow, great show and great people. This parcel is a small token of our appreciation. For all you did that night and for the warm feeling you gave to us throughout that you give for that warm feeling for sure that sentence doesn't make sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make it make sense. Bringing us just that bit closer to the sunshine state. Many, many thanks, Karen and Paul Upton. Um, we also got a coin in our bag and it says that uh, that's a tradition when gifting purses or bags to bring you good luck. Tell John the coins do not add up to two million. Must be pounds. Is that what the L is? Yes, yeah, that's pounds. Okay. That's what everything cost in Europe oh, and okay. in England. Everything was two million pounds. Well, it's very, four. very nice. And yeah, uh, the bags are so nice. They are yeah, really. I, nice. I like these a lot. I kind of went carnival crazy when I went to pick this box up. It, it came out and it was a Harrods. It's box. stamped with Harrods all over, all over yeah. it. And I thought, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the show. I'll tell you, I had a great time. Doing that show, I think that for me was the best uh, live show we've ever wild. done, yeah. um, and it was it was so great to do our first one, our first international one in London. And it was in such a great place. It was. I don't even remember the name of it, but it was like the law Holborn, offices or something. Holborn Bars. That was it. Was it was gorgeous. It's Holborn, 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 whatever it was. Yeah, right. And uh, it was it was a, a great venue and just great group of people. I was so glad so many people showed up. And I think I just have to make a special trip to London every so often to do a show. If you're going back on a new ABD, uh, ABD next year is not going to be staying in Chancery Court in London. Right. It's going to, or going under renovation. However, they're staying in the landmark London. And I haven't seen it, but I understand it's really centrally located right next to a tube station, a five-star hotel. Wow. So very excited to hear it's that. It's next to a five-star hotel or it is a five-star hotel? It's next to a tube station, but it is a five-star oh. hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not in the tube station. What is that, Kathy? Did someone send us cigarettes? <laughs> this is their fish extender gift. This is another one. This came from John and Katie 
Guchinski. And the letter says, Dear Pete and Podcast Crew, First off, let me just say thanks for the podcast and all you do. My wife got hooked on the podcast while training for one of her run Disney races, and she turned me on to you guys. Like listening to you all makes my daily commutes go by faster, and I know she appreciates the company on her long runs. For the record, I agree with you all on that runners are crazy. We recently had the opportunity to take our first ever cruise on the inaugural Disney Magic sailing from Galveston. They hooked up with a bunch of fellow Dizzers, and they did a fish extender exchange. And if you don't know what that is, there's a fish outside your door that um, you hang your little... You can hang like a little uh, uh, extender thing that, like, you know, people make these things and you hang them on yeah, the fish. still not getting this. You I hang see them on the hands. fish. They have little pockets in them and then people go around and they put gifts in the pockets. They're like of, little cubby pouches that you make to hang there you on go, your doors. There you yes. go. Yeah. Cubby pouches. And some of them, sometimes people just put a bag on there. It's just how much. <laughs> just a grocery bag. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Actually, do. I've For seen the people who are phoning it in, yeah. Yeah, we, do. we put up a Publix bag. <laughs> And it says, having never been part of a fish extender exchange, we really had no idea what to do. Fortunately, listening to you guys speak about all the great work done by Give Kids the World gave us a spark of inspiration. We decided to donate $1 for every person involved in the fish extender exchange and print a short write-up on the back of the custom playing card box explaining what we did. All in all, Give Kids the World... Through the Power of 10 donation page, we received a $140 donation on behalf of our crew. Awesome. In the spirit of the Power of 10, we hope that some of our fellow cruisers may choose to make their own donations, supporting such a worthy cause. We've included a pack of the playing cards we distributed to show you what was done, and as a thanks for the hours of entertainment provided by the podcast. Stay out of the damn lakes. Awesome. This is from John and Katie. Very nice. Very nice. That is very nice. And as as much as Give Kids the World is a great organization, let's not forget the people in New York City. Just because it's out of the news doesn't mean it's all better. Right. That if you have clothes to donate or things to donate or time to donate, they can still use your help. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just to finish up, you know, with the Give Kids the World idea, um, we had cut off anybody wanting to get a flatty for the podcast cruise. But if you order... And get us, and we make it for you. If you get it to us by Friday, we'll still accept. But if it's, you know, you're going to make it and send it, it's probably not going to get here in time. How so. many do you have for the cruise? 50. Wow. Maybe, Whoa. Something like that. How much have you raised so far? Um, pretty close to 6000 Awesome. Yeah, they're doing Is a great job. Is part of the cast of Downton Abbey going with us? <laughs> I think a little bit of everybody's we going We understand with us. that someone sent in a... Has sent a part of the cast of Downton Abbey to travel with us. Yeah, I know there's one. I'm not sure. Uh, Rob and Teresa do the podcast flatty people. My sister has a flatty for the cruise. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you for that, Kathy. Anything else for housekeeping? Just to continue on with Podcast Cruise 4.0 information, less than three weeks away. Um, Diz Dreams transfers are now closed, so we are not taking any more signups for that. The schedule of events has been posted on the boards under the main page for Podcast Cruise 4.0. Check it out. And also, you should have received an email with the schedule. If you haven't, please send me an email, john at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and I will make sure I get that to you. Awesome. All right. Before we move on with the news, I want to uh, talk about the survey results from the survey we ran last (laughs) week. Mm. Um, In all the years that I've had the site, and that we have done surveys at different times. We've done surveys, polls, things like that. 
Never ever before have we received 3,400 responses in seven days. I mean, it was an extraordinary response to the question, should Disney change the Main Street Bakery at the Magic Kingdom with a Starbucks? The uh, possible answers, yes, I love Starbucks. The change would be a good one. 9.7% responded with that, 331 people. Yes, but only if they change the coffee and leave the theme and everything else alone. 49% responded to that, 1,671 people. No, the Main Street Bakery is iconic and should be left alone. 40.4% answered that, 1,379 people. And, of course, no, I have emotional problems and fear change. 0.9%, 29 people owned up that they have emotional problems and fear change. Um, so the you know, majority of people are fine with Starbucks coffee being in the Main Street Bakery. So am I. Just leave everything else alone. Don't. But that's not what they're doing. That's not what they're doing. They're opening a Starbucks. They're opening a Starbucks on Main Street. They're, cu- they're taking some of the items from the existing bakery and carrying them over. The cinnamon rolls are moving to Gaston's Tavern in Fantasyland. Um, but the rest of everything that's coming in is Starbucks. Starbucks. And, you know, Disney's been, you know, Disney had posted this on their, you know, Disney Parks blog and got hammered. This poor guy, this poor guy that posted it for Disney Park has been like having to like defend this. And, you know, he's like, you know, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And people are, you know, that we got 3,400 responses to this, you know, yeah. just speaks volumes about, you know. I think I'm confused by something. <clears throat> this Main Street Bakery right now is sponsored by Nestle. Mm-hmm. Nestle is the largest purveyor of foodstuffs in the world, and it's a Swiss company. Starbucks is a much smaller company based in America and offers health insurance to part-time employees. They're going to retheme this to this. I I imagine it will be similar to the Starbucks in California adventure, Mm -hmm. which unless you were looking for that little plaque, you would never know was a Starbucks. So I guess I don't understand why it's okay to be themed by Nestle and not okay to be themed by Starbucks. I don't see the difference. It's not that it's Starbucks. It has nothing to do with whether it's Nestle or Starbucks or Maxwell House or anybody else. It has nothing to do with that. Not for me, anyway. For me, it's the fact that they are taking a lot of what makes that bakery special, a lot of the items that make that bakery special, and removing them, either getting rid of them altogether, moving them to another part of the park, and they're bringing in stuff that you can pretty much find in any Starbucks anywhere. And they're doing it in the Main Street Bakery. Now, if you want to do it at the Tomorrowland Terrace or you want to do it at, you know, I've got no problem with that. I really don't. You want to open up a Starbucks in the Magic Kingdom. I, that doesn't bother me. It's the fact that they're gutting this thing that has become a tradition for a lot of people. You know, how many times do you hear people say we come into the magic kingdom the first stop we make is the bakery to go get my cinnamon roll and a cup of coffee and sit out on the you know sit out and kind of people watch or whatever it's you know stuff like that has become very traditional among the fans now you're taking that cinnamon roll and you're throwing it onto the other side of of the park there's even rumors that they're going to change the icing to a maple icing as opposed to the the white icing it has now but whatever you're changing something it doesn't need to be changed. That is part of a tradition that people have uh, going into the Magic Kingdom. 
and it just it it for me it's we're taking the main street bakery and basically turning it into a starbucks we're basically turning it into a starbucks um we like taking the emporium and turning it into uh you know, target. A, a target. It's actually not the same. It's going to be another food place. And Disney's always done this. There are, I forget how many we counted, but there are always uh, corporate logos on Disney property. It's not the corporate logo. But it's also a money-making operation. And I, Disney's a business. And I get that. I, get, I, I, I own a business. I understand what's involved in capitalism. And I also understand that when you have this kind of response to a decision... From your highest affinity group, you want to talk about business? When you have this kind of response, not just on our site and on our boards, on Facebook, on other sites, on Disney's own blog, when your highest affinity group is responding like this, you're doing something wrong. Well, remember when people chain themselves to uh, Mr. Toad? This is different. I guess I don't see the difference. This is different. I think there's been so many changes in Disney over the years, and every time they change something, it upsets people. And I think it's one of those things that I guess I don't. The, I, I guess I don't see the in difference. In the years that I have been following this, in Dis- for Disney World, for Disney World, I have never seen a response like this to a ch- to one of the changes. This response to Mister Toad was not like this. This is not a few people being upset. This is an extraordinary number of people who don't like what they're hearing. Now, either Disney has failed to communicate exactly what they're doing. Or what, they're, what they have communicated is what they're going to do, and people don't like it. Either way, Disney's now in a position as a business to listen to their highest affinity group. These aren't the people who come once every five years. These are the people who come three times a year. These are the people who give up other things to spend money here. So I'm interested to see what their response is ultimately going to be. Do you think they'll not come if it changes? I don't think they won't come if it changes, but I think it impacts how people feel and feel about the product. I think it, and I think it has a longer term impact. I think it begins to sour people on certain things. And there's a lot of changes. You know, we have a restaurant in the magic kingdom serving alcohol now. Okay. And even though a lot of people were upset about that, you didn't see it. You didn't see a response like this. You did not see a response like this. A lot of people clearly don't think, don't think it's a good idea. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I don't think it's a good idea. Go ahead and put Starbucks in there. Go ahead and serve the Starbucks coffee. Serve the caramel macchiato. I got no problem with that. I have a problem with you gutting something that's a tradition on Main Street. If you want to open up a regular Starbucks in Tomorrowland, or you want to open up a regular Starbucks in Fantasyland, or some, I got no problem with that. But when you're going to take something that is iconic, something that is part of a tradition for the people who have been going there for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. See, I have. I am that group. I am part of that. So am I. And I, I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to say I'm better than you. I was just saying I am part of that group that you're talking about. And to me, I don't see it as as big a deal as other people. Right. Do. Neither do 9.7% of the people who responded to our survey. On the other hand... <laughs> Effectively, 90% said either just change the coffee and leave everything else alone or don't do anything. So, you know, I'm part of the 90% that's saying, fine, put the coffee in. But leave the rest of the legacy, leave the rest of the tradition intact. 
Is that really necessary? Is it really necessary to change all of that? Isn't there a, you know, for me, what a lot of these changes smack of is complete disregard for what it is. You know, this is not just a theme park. This is a, this is a, a, a national, a national treasure that we're talking about in the magic kingdom. You're not messing with six flags over Texas. You're, mex- you're messing with something that is an iconic part of Americana, and you're making changes. And I don't think that really enters into the discussion, or if it does, it gets shot down really quick when they decide some of the things that they've been deciding lately. That is my fear, is that we're starting to see a slow march toward turning this into something it probably shouldn't be. So will it stop people from going... Will it stop the hardcore people from going? No, it's not going to. And do you think it affects but, the majority of people who visit the park? Probably not. Probably not. But the majority of people who visit the park aren't the hardcore fans. And the I reason, used to hear this all the time when we went to a pin event. People that purchased pins and collected pins would get up in arms whenever Disney changed anything. Change mm-hmm. an edition size and people would go crazy. And I had a manager of the park say to us one time, People like you are a very, very, very small per, uh, uh, percentage of the people who visit the park. The diehard fans are a very, very small percentage of the people who visit the park. The diehard pin fans, mm-hmm. the diehard uh, vinylmation folks. The vast majority of people that come into the park are people who visit once every five years. And what they're doing is, I, I, it's my opinion, that people have complained enough about the kind of coffee that was available mm-hmm. that they saw this as a money-making proposition, and it fixed a problem. And it does fix a problem in terms of improving the coffee. I mean, for as much as I don't like Starbucks, it's definitely an improvement over what they're serving now. That's not – my issue isn't with Starbucks. My issue isn't with changing the coffee. I have no problem with either of those two things. I have no problem with Starbucks sponsoring the Main Street Bakery. I have a problem with Starbucks taking over the Main Street Bakery. Can I throw in some, I don't like want, two cents for um, a Just one thing. I don't want to walk into the Main Street Bakery and see the same thing I could see going up the street here and walking into a Starbucks. There should be a difference between those two places. There should be a real difference between those two places. And what Disney is talking about, not going to be much of a difference. Yeah, they're going to keep the theme intact. But what you're offering there is the same crap I can go up and get in a Starbucks. There are things that are part of that bakery that people love and that have become part of a tradition. And for as much as I am in favor of progress and moving things forward, and and yes, it's not supposed to be a museum. I think Marty, when Marty Sklar said that about Small World, I, you know what? I was like, you're right. It's not See, I was to be upset about that. I, I mean, I think that is iconic. <laughs> I think that Walt designed that. Walt had a hand in that, and mm-hmm. they changed it. But, I mean, as you say, it's, it, you have to march forward. Uh, and, they're not going to move back. And, and there, are, there are ways to do it. And, no, the hardcore fans are not the majority of people who... Uh, who uh, uh, come into the parks, but they are the majority of people who influence a lot of what is said and thought about and discussed on the internet, where a lot of those people who visit once every five years go to plan their vacations. And Disney can't ignore that group. 
You can't ignore that group. You can't ignore any group that size because this is not a small group of people. Well, they may not be the majority of people who go through the turnstiles. They are an extraordinary, extraordinarily vocal and uh, an extraordinarily vocal group who spends a lot of money. And it's not a small group of people. So you know what it is? I'm happy because usually you only see responses like this from the Disneyland fans. Walt Disney World fans have let an awful lot of things slide over the years. I'm happy to see Disney World fans stepping up and saying, no, we don't like, we don't like the sound of this. And before you do anything, now you're going to think about it. Now you're going to think about it. You're going to go back to the drawing board and you're going to say, okay, have we gone too far? And I'll guarantee you those discussions are happening. Whether or not it's going to change anything, I don't know. If it doesn't change anything, then I think we have a real problem. Because then Disney has just gotten to a point where they're not going to listen. And they're not going to take any of this stuff into account. And it's only going to be corporate. And it's only going to be bottom line. No matter what. No matter what the cost. No matter what the issue. And when you are, when you are charged with responsibility of maintaining a national treasure... You have to do better than that. My opinion. But you had something to say, John. My two cents is this. I feel like there's a lot of uproar over something that hasn't happened yet. After seeing a lot of the changes that have occurred at Disney recently, I have faith. And I don't usually say this. I have faith that they're going to do the right thing. I don't think you're going to walk into this and think it's going to be a Starbucks. I don't think you're going to walk in and just see those sort of coolers with the stuff stuffed in them. I think Disney's, after what I've seen at Fantasyland, how I see them treated a couple other things around the, the resort lately, I think that they understand their legacy and that you're going to see a version of this that would make everybody happy. I don't think you're going to walk in and see the little packs of brownies because Disney doesn't do that. Okay. Let me good, – good, good answer. But let me point a few things out. California Adventure, when it first opened, was Disney – Doing it on the cheap to make a quick buck. <coughs> a lot of off-the-shelf rides. A lot of off the, the uproar. Forced them to spend $1.1 billion redoing that park. Well, that's now, because no one went. It, 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 right. it, that money talked. Right. If money talks at the Main Street Bakery and no one goes in, right. they'll I think fix that, it back. Well, that's, you I see, think that's an important point, too, is how will the reaction be to it? If they have a negative reaction and nobody goes in, then, yeah, they have to rethink it. But I guess I have the faith that... After seeing recently what's happened within the company and some changes that have been made, mm-hmm. I think that we have I'm I have the faith that they will do it right. And I don't believe that you're gonna see, you know, Starbucks Starbucks branded is that the right word? Yeah. I can't talk. Stuff on for sale. Especially when you walk into any other store and there's no and everything is Mickey this and Minnie that and there's the chocolate covered pretzels that are Disney Walt Disney World themed. I have faith that they're going to do it right. So I don't believe that it's going to be as bad as people think. That's just my two cents. If they were opening up a Starbucks in Tomorrowland, I wouldn't care. Wouldn't care. And even if they did that. Why is that less iconic, well, though? Yeah, see, I, I what, would care I'm, just I'm, I'm much, talking about if they think. took a space, if they built a space out for Starbucks. Of course, they're going to, you know, it would have to be themed and consider, but. It wouldn't matter as much to me. That's fine. Because the issue for me is not that it's Starbucks. The issue for me is that they are making, according to them. Now, this is according to Disney. This isn't according to me. According to Disney, 
most of the stuff available in the Main Street Bakery is going to be gone. The cinnamon rolls moving over to Fantasyland, and things are being replaced with what you would normally find in a Starbucks. This is what Disney has said. This is not me. This is not other people. This is what Disney has said they're doing. So could we wait for them to do it? Absolutely. But you're going to tell us that's what you're going to do and we don't like it. We're going to say something. Hey, everybody has a right to say what they want to say. And, and so and hopefully, w- hopefully that will have an impact right. and they'll rethink. I'm not, telling, I'm not saying, no, the Main Street Bakery should never change. I've got no problem with that. I'm saying don't rip out what makes it special. If you can't, this group of people who created that amazing new fantasy land mm-hmm. can't figure out a way to integrate Starbucks into the Main Street Bakery in a way that still preserves its tradition and meets their their needs as a corporation? You're going to tell me that's rocket that we're putting somebody on the moon trying to do that? Come on. No, I think they can. That's I, why of course they can. It doesn't sound like they care to. That's what it's coming across as. That's why they're getting this response from people. I guess I never had one of the cinnamon buns, so maybe I just am not the right audience. As you say, we also... I've. When was the last time we went to the Main Street Bakery? On the 40th anniversary when I tried to get a 40th anniversary <laughs> cupcake so and they not, made 100. It's not part of my Disney tradition. It's not part of what I do when I go to Disney, but I'm just my two cents is I think they'll do it right. Well, you know, one of my most memorable times in the Magic Kingdom was uh, the uh, last time I stayed at the or the last time I reviewed the Contemporary and did it with Bob. And we went into the Magic Kingdom to do some we were going to shoot some video and and take some pictures. And we went in and we went to the Main Street Bakery and we got a couple of cinnamon rolls and we went around the corner in front of the ice cream parlor and sat down to eat them and have our cups. Or, or I was having my cup of coffee and we ended up sitting there for about six hours. We never, ever got off of Main Street that day. That was one of Bob's favorite things to do. That was one of he, Bob's favorite things. Let me finish. The Dapper Dance came up right in front of our table and sang to us. We met friends. Friends were passing by. We had lunch in uh, uh, the plaza right next door. We never left Main Street that day. One of the most memorable days. And I think if you poll a lot of the people who are upset about this, they're going to have stories that involve that bakery. Stories that mean something to them. May not mean anything to you. May not mean anything to anybody else. It means something to them. This is the kind of response that comes from emotion. This is the kind of, and there is an emotional connection there. And when Disney starts playing fast and loose with the emotional connection that created them, we are in trouble and they are playing fast and loose with this. Just the way they announced it. They should have known better. They should have known what this response was going to be. And either they didn't, didn't care or they're that out of touch. But if you're Disney and you miss this. But there are lots of things they've changed that have emotion that had emotional responses in me. They changed it's a small world. Mm-hmm. And they added to they it's a small it. world. They changed it. They changed there are Disney characters in it now. I'm a huge Mary Blair fan. Mm-hmm. I had an emotional attachment to that ride. I don't think that ride should have been touched. Mm-hmm. I think it was a mistake. But it wouldn't stop me from going. And I've heard people say that, well, now they're not going to go to the parks anymore because they've done this. And I think, I, I guess I don't, I, even when I had an emotional reaction to it, I didn't have that level of an emotional reaction no, I don't to think, it. No, I don't think it should be a matter where if, uh, uh, 
I'm not willing to stop going to the parks, I shouldn't say how I feel about it. No, that's not what I said. No, 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 absolutely. Not, I didn't say that at all. I to say whatever they want to say, for sure. It's just a different opinion. Yeah, just an yeah. I understand that. I understand you have a different opinion. Um, just saying that, you know, I'm, this is, I'm just explaining what, where my opinion is and where it comes from. So, I would like to read the news now. All right, John. So go ahead with the news. All right. Our first news story. Mickey Check Icon helps guests identify nutritious choices. The Mickey Check Icon or logo debuted on kids' menus at quick-service food locations throughout the Walt Disney World Resort this week. Part of the Disney Magic of Healthy Living initiative, the tool was created to make it easier to identify nutritious choices that address family needs. In order to qualify to have the Mickey Check logo, kids' meals and other items must meet Disney nutrition guidelines, which align to the U.S. Dietary Guidelines for Americans and focus on contributing to a nutritious diet. They encourage kids' appropriate portion size with calorie criteria and limiting nutrients to avoid, such as sodium, sugar, saturated fat, and trans fat. The icon will appear on tables. All my favorites. (laughs) Well, I'm going to look for things that don't have the Mickey check on it. The icon will then also appear on table service restaurant menus in January. Just a nice way for families and make it easier. Mm -hmm. Make sure that they. They're doing the right thing for their kids. I think, and I think in a lot of ways, Disney leads the effort with doing this stuff. They really do. There's a whole website too explaining this, so I'll link that in the show notes page. All right. Our second news story. Southwest Airlines and SeaWorld team up to relocate Hurricane Sandy animals. Dallas-based Southwest Airlines partnered with SeaWorld on Saturday to relocate 60 orphaned animals from the areas affected by Hurricane Sandy. The dogs and cats from Save a Pet on Long Island and Delco SPCA in Delaware County were flown across the country on a Southwest Airlines chartered flight to Helen Woodward Animal Center in Rancho Santa Fe, California. The animal relocation is critical to make room for additional pets displaced by the storm. Veterinarians and animals and animal technicians from SeaWorld chaperone the animals on the flight and provided ground transportation to get the animals closer to their California destination. Once the animals arrived at the center, veterinarians were on hand to evaluate and administer any necessary medical treatment and vaccinations. The goal of the project is to place the animals with adoptive families in time for the holidays. Uh, Jay Tracy, a rescue team member at SeaWorld, is quoted, I've never done anything like this before. I've worked with animals for a long time, over 40 years or so. Flight crews with Southwest Airlines donated their time to make the event possible. BP Air donated the fuel for the cross-country flight. Do you think they serve drinks on the flight? <laughs> if the animals had cash, they don't take credit cards right. on Southwest. No, they do the opposite now. They don't take cash. They oh, that's what it is. Crap. Have I had it wrong. I think this is beautiful. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's wonderful. Nice. I think it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. SeaWorld gets you know a lot of uh, negative attention for some of the stuff they do but i think their animal rescue stuff oh is, second to none right. yeah second to none i mean if you ever get a chance i don't know if they still do it they used to do tours at sea world of the animal rescue area yeah the like, backstage they still do i've that. done that backstage yeah. stuff. so have I. It, yeah. you know You'd figure because it's SeaWorld to some degree, they've got to have something in there for their PR image. This goes so far Mm -hmm. beyond that. I mean, they really, they, you know, the people who work there really care. I mean, these are true animal lovers. And, you know, I was worried. I was always concerned after the sale 
to InBev that maybe some of that aspect of what made SeaWorld special would go away, and it didn't. It really hasn't. They've really kept that. They've really kept that alive. I they also do a lot of it. I don't want to say undercover, just, but without publicity. Right, without publicity, right, yes, right, they right. do. I was just going to point out. I want to point out too that this is not a top news story. Like I have the Disney news and the Orlando. Um, theme park stuff come in. This is something that I got a little snippet of, and I had to go and I had to had go, to go dig. dig for it. So I don't. This wasn't like a look what we've done. Right. We're so great. I think they did. Well. Anytime there's a problem in Florida, anytime there's a weather emergency or a beach or a whale gets beached or something, the first people there are the sea the Sea World folks. Yep. All right, and our last story: cancer fraud got man Disneyland vacation. Utah police say. A Utah man has been charged with fraud after he allegedly faked terminal cancer and got a family a trip to Disneyland out of the deal. Are you kidding me? Authorities say... There's a special place in hell for this guy. I was about to say the same thing. Authorities say a Mormon congregation threw a fundraiser for Jeffrey Everett of South Jordan, Utah in September of 2011 to send him and his family on a quote-unquote final vacation. Oh (laughs) my God. How could you sleep at night? I just can't imagine. Court documents show Everett, 46, was charged with felony communications fraud last Thursday. The charges filed after detectives say they checked medical records and determined Everett didn't have cancer and wasn't terminally ill. Police say they identified $1,700 in donated money in bank accounts held by Everett and his wife, as well as transactions from that account at Southern California cities and Disneyland between September 21st and September 26th of last year. I would never wish cancer on anybody except him. Now, you know, karma right. is coming yeah. around for you. And you're know. going to get some vile form of cancer where you're going to, like, slowly deteriorate. Uh, you, oh, God, that's awful. Where does your mind go that this is how you think you're going to get a trip to Disneyland or get any kind of How does your mind work like that? How do you and justify to, that being worth financial gain? To take advantage, uh, especially of the People's goodwill, generosity, of yeah. the generosity of the group that raised the money, the Mormons that raised the money, to take advantage that's of that. horrible. You know? I think that's the good part of the story, that there are still people out there willing to do that. Yes. You know, I had a client one time that tried to do that here at Disney World. And just the way they they wrote their email and they wanted the contemporary. And it's like, this is going to be a final visit. And I'm like busting my butt, you know, calling Disney to try to get them a room and this, that and the other thing. And like the next day they went, oh, never mind. And it's like, you know that they were, you know, I think he had a. A taste of conscience or something because just the way he was going it's it's like he just went from full-on this is our last trip to now oh never mind so it's like i get a lot of emails on that in the uh email account i'm not i don't not going to tell you what the email account is because i don't want more but a lot of those <laughs> we have a um, main email account for right games on the main and account. a lot of those come in and when i respond to the email and point them in the direction of organizations that might be able to help with that I get oh never mind. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't I, think it's I don't think it's all that rare for somebody to do that. I think it's rare that he got caught. Yeah, yeah. Does it say how that happened? It said the detectives found the money, but how did it? I I don't have that as part of my story. I guess assume that somewhere along the line someone made a tip. Yeah, and they just followed the leads. Right. Figured out what no. was going on. Oh, all right. Unbelievable. All right. Well, thank you, John. That'll do it for the news. We're going to move on to Rapid Fire. Who would like to go first? Kathy, steps up for Teresa. (laughs) Um, The legend of Captain Jack Sparrow over at Hollywood Studios opened the other day. Um, Had a chance to go over and see it. In my mind, 
if you do it once, that's enough. It's really it's no, not really because I've heard people say it was really. Good. This is where Narnia used to be, Correct. right? The Chronicles so of Narnia. You ever see the lamppost? Yes, and the journey, journey into Narnia or whatever. That was one of my first ever blogs that I wrote for the Diz that John had said go over and experience it. And I was bored at that one. I was bored. <laughs> a feat easily and this accom- one. <laughs> go over and see it. A feat easily accomplished by glancing up. <laughs> it was when I got there. There was a forty-five minute wait to get in. Um, they Are take, you serious? I've Is got Johnny Depp inside? They've got a they've got a character in there that that looks like Johnny Depp, but it's there was a forty five minute wait. They load them in every eight minutes, and fifty people can go in at a time. And the line was up and down every one of the the wow. queues. To, I think to get people in. think it's something that it's not. Well, don't they have like a Tupac hologram? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I heard they had like a hologram there of like it was supposed to be incredible. The, uh... Um, I don't know. It, it, like I said, it, it's like you go in there once, you've seen it all. It's like you get to the premise is that you're going to become a pirate, and they're throwing these adventures at you to see if you can handle it. So you have you battle Davy Jones, you have the Kraken, you have mermaids, um, you have this lady, you know, singing you know the siren song to to like lure you in and. You know, like okay, there it was. Some of the effects were really neat. The the part of the ship that's there, I would caution people that if you're going to go in the room and watch it, there's a screen off to the right hand side. If you're on the other side of the boat where I was, you can't see the screen, so you you miss a bunch of what the story is. If you're looking for a place to get out of the heat, this could be that place, but you have to stand through the whole show. So. And wait 45 minutes to get in. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was just because it's opening weekend? Yeah, it's okay. got to be. I think it'll be, well, go down yeah, to five it'll be a, it'll be a walk-on yeah. by Monday, yeah. But it's in soft opening. and it has It's not opening officially till December the 6th. That's so, when they put the fast pass on? Yeah, probably. But, you know, I said go see it for yourself. If you're into the Pirates movies, maybe you'll like seeing these things. The, um, the cast member that does play Captain Jack was pretty good, and he had some special effects in there. But the rest of it, it's like... I don't know. I expected more. Well, thank you for sharing your disappointment with us, Kathy. Just, and she just sort of trailed off. Kind of. Yeah. Save yourself that hour. Just, it's an hour you'll never get back, right? Correct. Kathy? All right. Thank you, Kathy. Walter. New Year's Eve at Universal City Walk, rocking the new year. Um, the entertainment on the plaza stage will be REO Speedwagon. Advanced tickets must be purchased on or before December 15th. For $124.99. Tickets purchased on or after December 16th is $149.99. Annual pass holders can get New Year's Eve tickets for $104.99. In addition to bands on the plaza stage, there will also be live entertainment at the seven clubs. There's going to be gourmet food available at each club, including filet mignon, jumbo, jumbo shrimp, desserts, and more. A champagne toast and confetti burst will be held at midnight. Is the food included in that price? That's what it, I take it as that, yes. Okay, usually. Well, it just says gourmet food available that's in every club. It doesn't even say me. included. Yeah, that's what threw me. Are they going to charge you now separate for food? Because that's I a think, lot of money. And I think it's more like little hors d'oeuvre size things. I think that it is included. All right. But it just Still says available, going. so that does sort of make it sound like for purchase, doesn't it? Right. It doesn't say complimentary hors d'oeuvres. No, it just says available. So you may have to pay for your jumbo shrimp. Once you get there, 
Jumbo Shrimp and REO Speedwagon. Woohoo! <laughs> the good times roll. Has anybody ever gone to like one of those at New Year's? I did New Year's Eve at um, Pleasure Island one time. I'm not a big. I New was Year's twelve, Eve I think. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Because that always well. Cindy Lauper performed. Ever since I was able to drink, I always figured like New Year's Eve was one of those nights I wanted to stay home because I, I would think right. in Universal when it's more get, people it's are drinking yeah. and it's like how yeah. much fun do you really have well, it depends on big, how much you're drinking well I'm a big that's fan true. of new year's eve anyway i'd rather sit home with my sad little bag of chips and dip mm-hmm. that sounds like my new year's eve <laughs> all right thank you walter sean all right uh hollywood studios is offering a uh a dinner box special uh for christmas week so december 22nd through um january 5th and it's actually pretty reasonably priced, and you get Fantasmic seating with it. So for adults, it's fifteen ninety nine, and then five forty nine for children. And you get like a boxed meal, and the, the menu looks really good. It's like roast beef sandwiches, tuna rolls, shrimp salads. So I guess whether you do get the meal, and then you go sit in Fantasmic, like in the lagoon. Yeah, in yeah. the water on the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you, Sean. Kevin, I have a follow up to a segment we did before. Uh, we went and tried, Sean and I went and tried the carrot cake sandwich cookie. At oh, Ryder's Stop. The Ryder's mm-hmm. Stop. From and Raj's uh, snack From food. Raj's snack episode. They're huge. It's 3,000 calories. It is 3,000 calories. <laughs> it really is. They are, they're Wait, this, seriously? It's 3,000 calories? I, that's no, an estimate. It, it's, <laughs> it's an estimate. It's, uh, uh, Instead of a Mickey check, they have Mickey crying. They're a, <laughs> I can't believe you're eating. Mickey's holding his throat. They're a little bit smaller than a 45 record. How about that? Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. And they're probably as thick as a stack of 20... 45 records. It's a big thing. Sean and I split one, and we still felt like we should probably and run Sean's around Sean's sitting the there going, what's a 45? Right. <laughs> records. Right. Um, I've seen them in museums. Really? The records. They had one on Glee. <laughs> <laughs> my, gra- my grandmother had that. So uh, we did go try them, and we did go try the sandwiches at Min and Bill's Dockside Diner, where they stick a piece of bread on a spike. And then did you see that? Isn't that cool? Did, yes. And besides cool, it's very good. I don't understand how they get the, the chicken Caesar salad inside that Yeah, there's roll. three options. So there's one you can get, an Italian sausage, a frankfurter, and then there's a salad one. So right. it's salad stuffed in a baguette. Right. But the hot dog one comes in a pretzel roll. The other ones come in yeah. a French bread or Italian bread. I apologize. That's the end of my update. Uh, my rapid fire is that the Savannah College of Art and Design is offering now offering the nation's first Master in Fine Arts degree in theme park entertainment design. Wow. The private school, which has campuses in Savannah, Savannah, Georgia, Atlanta, and Hong Kong, and Lacoste, France, often has used Central Florida theme parks as an off-campus teaching environment for its students. This is... Um, other colleges in the nation offer postgraduate programs designed to help students pursue a, a career in theme park attraction industry. This is now focusing on the diverse skill set of artistic needs used to bring attraction features to life. One of the things that I think is interesting, the real lead into this, I didn't want to read you the whole story, was several years ago, Bob and I took a backstage magic tour at, where you started Epcot. We're not talking about the ABD trip. We're talking a tour that's like the $200 tour that's available at um, Walt Disney World. Right. And one of the interesting things was, and these are my words, not theirs, was the graying of uh, the animatronic department. The gentlemen that are working the animatronic department have worked there for a very long time and are rapidly approaching 
retirement age. And there's no one interested in learning the skill set needed to take over a job in animatronics. This school is going to offer a course in that. So oh, that's good. as a way of training people in those special technical skills right. needed to maintain and uh, produce animatronics. I thought this was kind of cool. I like the fact that it's now become an actual thing, that you didn't have to sort of cobble another program together if this was what you were interested in. I think this is going to be popular. You know those hardcore fans you were talking yeah, absolutely. about? Absolutely. I bet there's a bunch of them who would enjoy a job. Absolutely. In I think a lot of people go for um, what's the one that's uh, restaurant management and right. hospitality. Hospitality, in hopes that that's going to lead them to a job at Disney. Well, there's well, that that, actually, that side of it also. So if you want to run a hotel at Disney, there's your option. But if you actually want a hands-on theme park kind of thing, this seems to be something to look into. I sent my. Um, link so it can be put in the show notes page excellent excellent thank you kevin john i have a very special announcement kevin and i are now on twitter yeah i know twitter. twitter i know twitter is like a million years old and we we're are just, in the forefront of this aren't we're we? in the forefront <laughs> bleeding edge john bleeding edge if you would like to uh follow us i'm at john magi and kevin is at kevin l close and i will actually tweet during our break will be my very first tweet there you go exciting isn't it and you can also follow me i'm at peter am i pete warner or peter warner i'm pete warner at pete warner i think why doesn't anybody know this <laughs> I, I don't know i, don't know. <laughs> I just me, i just I, got it myself how am i supposed to know what you are it'll, it'll give you an idea of how often i i i twit i'm following you i just don't know what you're i am at pete warner mine wasn't available i had to go with my username my alternate username which is do I Safe, tell people? Safety Mom 52. Uh, at Safety Mom 52. Ke- uh, 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 Sean, what are you? At Sean Thompson. At Sean Thompson. One word. S H A U N. Exactly. Yeah, mine's one word too. I don't know if that matters. Well, underscores. Dustin? Whatever. It's been a while. I think it's at Dustin T West. And the T stands for Tallulah. Right. <laughs> I have not Elder? even looked at it. I have no. I mean, that's why we just skipped right over. <laughs> I was just gonna say, no clue. At least I'm not the last he, one to get it. No, he hasn't. He hasn't posted on Facebook since like the Stone Age. So yeah, I posted yesterday. Did I was you? Gonna say yeah. The, the people that we the met. Day. The people we met oh, okay. yesterday. Yeah. We are not on Facebook. <laughs> no. No, that's too, too that's much. Nuts. I had to lay down after signing up for Twitter. <laughs> really, really, it's very, very exhausting. It was like watching the Jetsons. <laughs> All right, thank you, John. Dustin, you have anything? Yeah, yeah. Um, now that uh, food and wine... I'm uh, not food and wine. F- yeah. Now that food and wine is over, they are announcing details for the next Flower and Garden Festival uh, for 2013, one of which, one of those details is uh, an interactive play area based on the new movie Oz, The Great and Powerful. Can't wait to see that. I'm actually yeah, really I, looking forward to that. I read that, and it sounded really cool. Yeah. Uh, it'll be featured at this year's Flower and Garden Festival. A circus-themed area with red and white tents will offer carnival games and photo ops. The Land of Oz play area will be filled with bubbles and play equipment covered in giant flowers. You can even see Oz's crashed hot air balloon. The Oz movie garden will be full of unusual plants inspired by the Land of Oz. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, so something hmm. new to look forward to for Flower and Garden. I'm actually looking forward to that movie. Yeah. It just kind of looks neat. You just want to wear Mila Kunis's hat. Yes, that was yeah. that was what I was. I'm thinking. hoping they get her that butterfly pest no strip <laughs> exhibit that they have, 
where you walk through and the butterflies go on your face and up your nose. <laughs> Last year I, I have to tell you, John is the only one who's traumatized by I the butterflies. I am so traumatized. Always was. Always was. He oh, was yeah. skeeved out by it. I don't know about anybody else, but December, I'm pretty much, if you can't find me, look for me at the movies. I think I want to see everything that's coming out in December, except anything with a hobbit in it. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. I know. Oh, made us sad. I'm just oh. a rebel. All right. Thank you, Dustin. That will do it for Rapid Fire. That will also do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening. And remember, decorate the damn parks. (laughs) 